You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. Uh, Again, we want to help everyday Christians make an impact in your church and in your neighborhood. We want to inspire and equip you to start outreach communities to reach people in your town and in your city. If you hear something today that helps you and your church, uh, we'd love for you to spread the love. We'd love for you to share that on social media and any other platform uh, where you listen to this podcast. Also, make sure you go to thesendmovement.com to download today's show notes. Uh, Today, uh, this is episode four of season four, and we are going to talk about socials and how they are the secret weapon of mission. Today, I have Esther, uh, my wife, and uh, and we're going to talk about some of the socials that we've done and how that's really helped to connect with people outside the church, how we've seen them get drawn into the church, and how Jesus has changed their lives. And so, welcome to the show, Esther. Hi, thank you. Um, can I ask, just ask you, what does it mean, uh, the word social? Like, what are we talking about when we talk about this? Um, we are talking about just hanging out with friends. Um, I don't think when we talk about um, a church social that we should have in mind anything other than a normal social. So like a social that we would have with friends or with family shouldn't be any different than one that we do with church. Yeah, it's an opportunity to hang out. It's an opportunity to mix, uh, you know, group of Christians with uh, people who aren't Christians yet. And um, it's, I think it's important to create opportunities to build relationships where, you know, it's not a Bible study. uh, It's not a um, worship service. um, You might not even have uh, anything that is uh, intentionally preachy. Um, it's just a chance to, to build those relationships, um, but it, it but it works. It's it's really really important in, in connecting uh, with the people because you can build relationships. You can create a space of belonging with them. Uh, you first have to have a connection with them, a relationship with them, um, to start if you want to reach those people for Jesus. Sure. Yeah, I think it's all about friendship and being authentic. Uh, you shouldn't do something that you don't really enjoy in general. Like, I mean, it's okay to do something that is out, take you out of your comfort zone, but I think like you should do something to just have fun (laughs) and have fun together and get to know people. And that's the only way that you're really going to love people. And it's just by, it's just a space for belonging. So what are some of the, some of the socials that we've been in, um, kind of engage with with other people uh, where we've seen them, you know, come into a relationship with Jesus. They've become part of the church. Um, yeah. Would you like to share some of those? Um, yeah. I think some of the easiest ones we've done have always been around people's birthdays. When people want to celebrate, we've gone out for meals or to a bar or um, just somewhere, uh, even just to somebody's house. I guess the easiest, most natural socials with lots of different people and people that are connected with different people. And that's how we've seen a lot of growth um, in our church as well has been 
the, the kickoff from a social, like meeting people at a birthday party um, and being intentional while we've been there. Um, but some of the other ones have been hosting just a barbecue during the summer at our house. We've done things like girls' nights where we've just either had a movie in or gone out to see a show, to the movies. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the other socials we've had. We went out for, um, we had the, the Christmas lights. Uh, they turned on the Christmas lights in our uh, downtown uh, here in Fort Wayne, and we all went and grabbed a coffee together, and we encouraged people to invite their friends that weren't a part of the church. And that was a great way to just connect with them and have some deep conversations with them. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a really good one. Um, a couple, trivia nights and stuff. Oh, trivia nights is uh, been really, really good. Um, yeah, kind of anything that you want to do that celebrates life together. Um, is just a great opportunity um, just to connect with um, other people. So, Esther, can, how can I, you know, this just sounds like we're just hanging out. Like, how does it move into mission? Like, you're just, okay, you're doing a social, you're having a barbecue. Uh, we had a barbecue this last summer in particular where we had, you know, 30 people in our backyard. And I would say 15 of those people were not a part of our church at all. Um, they weren't probably, you know, most of them weren't connected to any church. Like, how does it move from just being a social to, um, you know, connecting them further into um, the life of the church and, and pointing them to Jesus without being, you know, um, Bible bashing and without being, you know, just flaky, if that makes sense. Like, what, what's the whole purpose of this? People are probably listening to this like, okay, I do a social, but what, what do I actually do at that social? Like, how do I connect further uh, I think there's kind of a couple of things you could do. I think the first thing that most of these socials are the natural connection. So for meeting that new person, it's the natural connection of, well, how do you guys know each other? Oh, well, we know each other because we all go to the same church or we all um, go to the same Bible study. And every Wednesday we meet up and we talk about this and this. And that just then opens naturally the door and you can tell whether somebody is a person of peace, if they are open to what you're saying, or if they um, really have no interest, then the conversation will quickly move on or they'll move away or whatever. And so like that is the best for me is definitely the best way, the natural, the natural connection um, to, you know, if, as long as you, you know, if, especially if you're doing the social in that kind of context where, you know, okay, 15 people might not go to it, but the other 15 do. So if that person's been invited by somebody else, you know, how do you know each other is you've just got to be honest at that point and don't shy away. Like, oh yeah, you know, we could go to church and then leave it at that. Like be clear, like, well, this is how this, you know, make it sound exciting, make it sound like um, something that you enjoy doing together and, and like that, the, yeah, and that the faith, your faith is like a really important, important part of your life, and that although you're socializing, like you have a deeper connection with your friends, and because of that, then they, then they're more likely to ask more questions. Um, so the natural co connection is probably my favorite, but the um, another way that we've done it, particularly when we talk about that barbecue, was we did it a couple of weeks before launching Alpha. And so the alpha course is 
something that our church would do regularly as a missional tool. And so when we did the when we did the barbecue, we already had a few like flyers, a few dates in mind. And so not only would we say use the natural connection and say, oh, we know each other from this. And actually, in a week or two, we're going to we're starting this thing called Alpha and then talk about Alpha. Um, that's another way where you can kind of build in like that invitation to you know, not just something that we do, but is it something that you're interested in? Would you like to join us? And then something like Alpha was is always really good because Alpha is um, a series of videos um, where it takes you through the basics of the Christian faith and it allows for food and conversation. And so you watch something for a little while and then for like 20 minutes, and then it has some discussion questions based off of what you've just watched and it is very open for people who do not have faith or people who aren't Christian or at the beginning of their faith or people of different religious backgrounds it's just very very open and as you go through the course it does get deeper and it does have a lot of invitation to welcoming Jesus into your life um, and it's something that started in the UK many 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 years ago and um, it's something that John and I have a course that we've run in many different places um yeah it's just very lightweight and low maintenance like you do not have to preach at anybody you do not have to work super hard on preparing anything and it's just a great way to to just inspire conversation and allow people to express whatever they're thinking wherever they're at with their faith and ask any questions that they want to so whenever we've done that that's been that's been um really good and the only thing that makes it really good is when guests come so it's when people come who do have questions because then it always provokes like the best kind of conversations so you know when you invite when we had the barbecue and we we're inviting people it was very much like open to encourage people that you can come and you don't have to know anybody you don't have to kind of there's no attendance uh like register or anything you don't have oh, yeah. to don't put on name tags or anything like that it just makes it intense yeah there's no like commitment there's no money involved you don't pay anything for it. it's not a course like that um if you can go to the so first one and and then if it's not for you it's not for you so yeah and at every social like i think a great thing is just like to to, to bless the people that are coming, especially that are guests. And if you can, um, you know, make it a make it a free event for them. Just like, our, you know, the barbecue that we did, we gave away, you know, lots of hamburgers and food and stuff like that. It was just a way to bless. We didn't ask anything from anybody. It was just like, you know, the, we just invited people to basically have a party at our house. And, you know, people ask questions like, oh, why are you, why are you being so nice? Or why are you, why are you doing all this? It was just say, well, you know, that opens up the door to say, you know, we love uh, we love God and God loves you. And so we feel called to, you know, to just to bless our community. Yeah, I think it's really important that that there's like no strings attached. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the ultimate aim should always just be to, to love and to bless people and and depending, like, a lot of people are skeptical. There always seems to be, like, a string attached. So um, 
our love should be unconditional without strings. Um, so yeah, just be careful not to cross over into that. I think uh, another really important factor is not to what we call bait and switch people. So you tell them that it's one thing, but it's really another pe another thing. Like it's a um, like you 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 bait them in, and then you basically uh, hit them hard with the Bible or something like that. And so, Esther, do you want to talk about uh, steak night? Yeah, I just, while we were talking about this in preparation, I was just reminded of an instance where my brother-in-law, um, back in the UK, it was a while ago, but him and he and my sister were looking into a church and really wanting to get involved in part of, into, I don't know, just get involved, not just go on Sundays. And he heard about, my brother-in-law heard about um, steak night going on for the guys, the men of the church. And he was like, oh, that would be great. That would be super interesting. Like, and if he, t you know, he went out on a limb, he took a risk and he was like, oh, I'll turn up to this steak night. Didn't have any dinner before we went and turned up and there was no steak. <laughs> uh, there was no meat, no food whatsoever. And it was, I guess, a play on words from this church. And the steak was like the Bible. The steak was like the word of the meat of the Lord. I don't know. So uh, so he was like, OK, that was great. But he was hungry. And then he didn't get to like hang out with people because it was just talking about the Bible. And what, it wasn't really what he was expecting. Um And so and yeah, and, and, and not entirely because of that, but. For that reason and others, they didn't keep going up with that church or anything. Um, and I just thought, remember at the time thinking, well, that's a shame because, it. I mean, I, I know him obviously more than other people do. And I knew how much of an effort that took him to, like, go and do that. And it wasn't what he really wanted, which is community. And I think most people... He was hungry, too. And he was hungry, yeah. That was very disappointing. <laughs> so I think you've got to be very careful about how you market it. <laughs> be very careful about your wording. Um, I know, like, you can try and be clever and everything, but, like, essentially, like, people do really want that community and, like, like yes, they want their faith and, and stuff, but, like, that actually is the thing that's going to help your faith is by having those people to turn to. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think if, it, if it's a pizza party, um, call it what it is. If, if it's a pizza party and a Bible study, then name it a pizza party and a Bible study and, and keep it what it is. But if it's a pizza party, don't all of a sudden switch it into a Bible study. Like, let people know. Like, when we invite people to Alpha again and we tell people, like, this is, this is a Christian course, and, yeah, we have food, and it's an opportunity for you to explore and ask questions— but we do say that it is a Christian course. We don't say like, oh, we're just going to have food and then free food and then bam, bait and switch them. So it's important to be upfront with people because I think being real and upfront with people, it's much better down the line in building those relationships. It's about building trust with people. If people are going to accept Jesus in their life, they're going to you're going to have to build a relationship where they trust you and trust what you're saying about who God is. And so baiting and switching is not healthy and a lot of a lot of churches have burned people by doing this kind of thing. So, I'm also Esther talked a bit a little bit about um, finding the person of peace. So while you're at these social gatherings, um, the person of peace, we did a podcast on this a while ago. 
So you can find this back in the archives if you want to find out more about the person of peace. But a person of peace is somebody who is open to God to a certain extent. They like you. They listen to you. You know, they like what you're saying, that you get good vibes from them. You know, they're when you talk about, uh, you know, if you if you say, oh, I go to a church, you know, they they say, oh, and that's interesting. Go to church. What kind of church you go to? Uh, if they're not a person of peace, they would be they would just like go quiet or like change the topic right away. Like it's really easy to tell whether somebody's open to God to a certain extent. And usually you can tell this um, if you just listen for, you know, cues. You can tell whether somebody in a conversation is going to be open to God or not. But um, so it's important to really, when you're at those social gatherings, have a sharp ear um, and listen to people in those conversations to see who is open to God and who isn't open to God. Sure. Yeah, I think um, it's good to just go in to give people those opportunities and how you talk as well. Like sometimes doing mission in this way can be scary, especially because in the social situations, we're talking about work colleagues, friends, relatives, often people that you're going to see again. It's not like you're Bible bashing somebody on the street. So it does take a little bit more courage. But if you think of it in a way that John's talking about, if you think of it in a way of giving people the opportunity that maybe they've never been asked, Maybe they've never, you know, they've been thinking about it and wondering, like, why I wouldn't know even where to start to go to church. I wouldn't even know where to start to pray or I don't know anybody that does this or that. And you're just you're just like sharing your life and what you do and allowing them to accept it and find out more from you or or if they're not a person of peace then they're going to walk away from it and again that's that's not on you so it's really helpful to pray before these kind of things like well we should always pray but it's particularly helpful to pray intentionally before socials as you're planning and organizing to pray that God opens people's hearts and minds that God shows you who the people of peace are and helps you in your conversations to guide you through through that and the Holy Spirit to kind of guide that um, so that it doesn't feel like it might feel a little bit strange, but it, it doesn't cause any kind of anger or whatever. It actually just helps both sides. The other person who also might be nervous to ask uh, questions or about you and your faith and you're just giving that up, them that opportunity to do that. Yeah, I can think of some of the times where we went out just with your work colleagues in the UK and just hung out with them after work. And, you know, we we would always pray for opportunities to have God conversations. And uh, more times than not, that we would be, you know, I, I actually prayed with a couple of your work colleagues on different occasions, and um, which is really cool. And I think if you pray for opportunities, you look for opportunities, and you act on those opportunities, um, then the Holy Spirit opens up doors and and conversations. And yeah, I, I, God's you know, God makes it happen. But um, if you pray for it, and then you you look for it, and then you act on it, then yeah, I think that those those conversations are there. And those these this is really like kind of step one of really building community, of pl- making a place of belonging. And so, you know, you're not going to probably see, you're not going to, you know, pray with somebody to receive the Lord on, on the first, 
you know, the first time ever meeting with these people. But I mean, maybe you will. I mean, it depends on what the Holy Spirit does. But yeah, you're just building that. They're building that trust that they can trust you to like come speak to you. It's like on the next step, like you said, whether it's church or small group or just another social or alpha or just something like that they they trust you and there's something about that conversation or something about that that they are interested in knowing more yeah often i think in the mission world we talk about sowing reaping and keeping like this is just like a big seed scatter like you just throw seeds everywhere and you just see what god wants to do but you know i think it's a really important part of uh mission and it's it's actually really easy mission i think sometimes we always feel like we have to go to africa or or just even like serve the poor in your in your community which is like all these things are really good to do um or like do a missional task um but actually socials is mission like you're building those relationships and so often you feel like you have to do something for somebody um, but I think often it's just, it's actually, it's just creating a space of belonging. Like it's just building friendships. It's people, are, we, we live in a time where, um, especially young adults are lonelier than ever. They spend so much time on social media or behind their cameras. And, you know, uh, it, people are a crave community and a place of belonging And the church is, you know, a secret weapon of that is that it's the best place of belonging. Yeah. And I think that we're told as well to like go out to the people and if we stay just back in our church buildings or in our homes and we don't go out into those places then how are we taking our light to to them so even if it doesn't lead on to like a next step you're meeting quite often you can meet people at that point of need like John talked about praying for my colleagues like Half of those things that they opened up to John about and talked about and he prayed for them and they were crying and stuff. It's not even anything that I knew anything about. And sometimes there's only so much that you do actually get to know about somebody's life when you're at work. And in a social situation, you don't know where those conversations can go and those needs can go. So whether they ask or whether they receive that prayer there and then at least you might know something to go home and pray about for that person and keep praying and people have such needs in their life whether it's financial or they have you know a need for healing physical or just a family situation or friendship or marriage um there's so many different hurts going on in the world that like if people don't walk into a church to ask for the help, then we need to be the church that goes to them to offer that help. I was just reading in my Bible today and, and several times uh, Jesus was, you know, he, he hung out with the least, the lost, the last. He was accused of being a drunkard and a glutton because of the type of people. And, uh, you know, he's eating and feasting with a lot of people. Today was about Levi after he calls Levi to be his disciple and Luke 6, I believe, he goes and has uh, goes back to Levi's home and Levi invites all his tax collector friends, which, you know, the the, Fer- the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders had a fit about. But, you know, Jesus was, uh, he was a party person. And uh, he had these large social gatherings where, you know, he, he was uh, meeting people, building relationships. 
and uh, yeah, connecting with these people. So yeah, I think in the church we need to figure out how we're going to do this in a similar manner. And I mean, obviously we have to be in the world and not of it. But um, you know, socials is a great opportunity. Yeah, just to connect and it's kind of step one of mission and just throwing lots of seeds out there, looking for the people of peace and sowing, reaping and keeping them. Well, um, that's all for uh, today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Again, if you heard something that you liked, uh, please share it on social media and please go to the sendmovement.com to download your show notes. All right. Grace and peace. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at j-o-n-h-u-n-t-e-r at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms.